0: but what won't change needing health insurance United Healthcare tri-term medical plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly 3 years in some states learn more at uh1.com Greetings comrades and welcome to the Eastern Border once again from the Western Border and oh boy yeah yesterday I skipped today because I was actually visiting Amsterdam and I tried bitterballen which I love and I met two of my listeners there Hello, hello, Niels, and hello, Leon. You guys are amazing. It was just um, just great to, to talk with, with Dutch guys and going to the hog tomorrow, so it's going to be fine. But, uh, yeah, Netherlands is... Well, I look at it in the way that, um, you know, I see this as what Riga could have been if we wouldn't be occupied by the Soviet Union. At least that's how I perceive it. But it carries a lot of importance to me because, you know, I like it here. It's really kind of chill and open, but still, yeah, even though my voice is a bit messed up because of yesterday, gotta carry on, because sadly, the war isn't over by time soon. Currently, most important news about the war in Ukraine. Apparently, since the beginning of the war in Ukraine, 223 children have died, and about 5.5 million people have left Ukrainian refugees that's a lot of loss. I mean, Ukraine's going to have to rebuild and, oh boy, I hope most of them come back. Meanwhile, some good news. In Ozov's time, in the big big company where everyone's locked up, after beating back the Russian assault, basically about 500 uh, civilians were evacuated, which uh, the General Secretary uh, of the United Nations reported. So in Mariupol and surrounding areas, yeah, we have 500 more civilians that have been evacuated. Also, United Nations have basically registered 180 kidnappings of people on the Russian side and eight on Ukrainian side, so yeah, civilians have been kidnapped and it's not really nice as well. European Union will do a full embargo on Russian oil after 9 months, which uh, the Euro Commissar on the Economical Questions, Paolo Gentiloni, just announced. At the same time, Japanese people are still, you know, after they have to Russia told like a bunch of Japanese people can't enter Russia, so they are now expanding their list of sanctions against Russia, and 140 more people are now on their sanction list. Continuing about the sanctions, Great Britain has now sanctioned the corporation Yevraz, which makes... 29% 29% of all the wagons of trains in Russia and 97% of the rails of Russia. At the same time, once again, the United Nations have called for Ukrainian ports being opened so that food could be delivered both there and away from there because, again, Ukraine is one of the major exporters of grain. So they're trying something, but whether or not it'll work, well... Probably not. And um, apparently, you know, we have issues with determining the casualty rates over there, you know, in this war. But um, Russian, the the relatives of Russian soldiers who are looking for their loved ones, have made about twelve thousand calls to the hotline of the Ministry of Internal Ministry of Internal Affairs of Ukraine, and they have sent more than twenty thousand messages to Telegram. Which is important because, well, even though we don't know the full numbers of everything, well, we can at least say that these people have been searched for, these, this many people have been looked for, which is quite a lot. In total, Ukraine, however, has received from Western countries aid in about a, um, of aid of about 12, $12 billion, which is pretty good, that's the latest care package. At the same time, in the Fiji, a yacht, another super yacht, of the oligarch Suleiman Kerimov was arrested after the United States of America asked for it. At the same time, Vladimir Putin did something that um, no one expected him to do, because he understood that, you know, the situation is a bit bad. he apologized in the name of Sergei Lavrov about the Jews and everything, he apologized to the Premier Minister of Israel. The biggest issue here is that one, too little, too late, two, no one in the Russian media has noticed this. And, it, you know, he just did it as a piece of formality. Nice that he did it, but it says way more about the fact that that was a real problem than, um, you know, any of any actual goodwill. Meanwhile, when you, when you speak about Russia and freedom of speech, and what they say to everyone. Apparently, Roskom Svoboda, which is like the Human Rights Watch of Russia, has stated that more than 3,000 websites have been blocked in Russia, starting with the 24th of April, starting this war. At the same time, Moscow Municipality Deputy Alexei Gorvinov, he was arrested for discussing the contest of kids' um, kids drawings in, in, a, in a kind of meeting. He was stated that yeah, it's really bad if our kids glorify war. Now he, um, he's he been, you know, what he could get possibly is 10 years in prison about a you know, criminal responsibility, about fake news about the army. And he's not the only one. A journalist, Ilya Azar, also has declared that, and he's one of my sources in a lot of these cases, that he also has gotten the case of him about discreditation of the Russian army. And that's our all political news because, again, on the front lines, Ukraine is holding. They're moving into a counterattack, but that's you know that's picking up steam. The breaking point might be soon, but it's not now. Right now, just like two days ago, the fights are brutal. We have to see the results. They'll probably come in 10 to 20 hours. But um, we'll see the results soon. However, currently the fights are brutal. Everyone's holding their lines. There is no movement. I hope that there is movement from the Ukrainian side. I wish them success, but uh, yeah, it is a bit weird. If if there would be any real movement and any real happenings, I'll definitely let you know about this. Meanwhile, we get to look at all the halo of this war. For one, I'm talking about the sanctions. Again, Flot, the Russian airplane company, have decided to basically not declare their their income about, you know, the past past few past few days, so and past few months. Which means that um yeah, they're doing so bad that they actually don't wanna don't want to include anything of this. But those were like the serious active news. One thing that's happening is that um also in Russia right now, there are orders to, you know, uh, Governmental agencies have started to recruit some some people called mobilization experts, like people who would work and organize mobilization. And at the same time, the ministry, the various ministries have sent also orders to various state organizations about you know an order to make a list of excluded people who run critical positions, so that in case of mobilization they wouldn't be mobilized. Despite my thoughts about Putin not wanting to give weapons to his people or anything if they're going to announce mobilization on the 9th of May, oh it's going to go bad because you you don't prepare for mobilization just just this quickly. You don't do it. It'll it'll end up in a mess. It's going to be crazy, but hey, I thought it was impossible. I thought it was illogical, but it really looks like that some sort of mobilization, at least a partial one, could be coming. At the same time, we have some very weird news. Apparently, RIA Novosti, a Russian state-sponsored news site, reports that um, in an HQ captured from the Ukrainians, you know, when the Russians moved in, they um, found signs of Ukrainians using black magic to harm harm, harm the Russian soldiers. The the problem is that apparently the Russians report that they have used black magic to... mm, bless their weapons with devilish devilish forces so that they would shoot Russians better their evidence is a uh, graffiti on the wall basically and uh, it's very silly and i think this is tied to the you know this is aimed at the russian population which really believes all sorts of you know this nonsense and that actually see ukrainians as like the embodiment of the devil or something and it's meant for those very deep extremely orthodox people who like literally watch nothing but but news on Solovyov in, in in the TV, so, hey, that's kind of weird, especially, you know, to the rest of the world, accusations of, I don't know, Ukrainian soldiers using Eldritch Blast or something, or, or giving them plus one Kalashnikovs or whatever. Yeah, that's kind of bizarre, especially, you know, if um, if a government agency tells that. But uh, one final news today, which also comes from the agency, is I have another, another piece of info an article which was gladly translated to me by the ukrainian foreign ministry they're good guys and you know they sometimes give me some things which they consider that i should tell you last time we spoke about this land lease argument i i used their article for this this time this time is going to be about 9th of may but not all of 9th of may just um this is what the ukrainian foreign ministry wants me to tell you guys they're not paying me for this. No, I'm just, they just send me messages on Telegram and, um, you know, with, with text in English. Then, Which then they try people to tell to the West and, hey, if I'm in a position to tell you this, then they want, they wanted me to tell you about the Immortal Regiment of, of Russia, of modern Russia. See, that's the thing. On May 9th, marches of the so-called Immortal Regiment are planned in Russia and the occupied teritozo- territories of Ukraine, sim- simultaneously with all this full-scale war. this whole thing basically means that you know they will people will come out and they'll carry photos of soldiers who died in the war and then they'll march and chant Pro putin things. Most, of, most often you know it started out with people just remembering the soldiers and bringing out pictures of their relatives but it soon turned out to be a mass event where you can just add your own soldier and then you can print it out and then the government pays you for going there. it's been turned into a massive joke. However, interestingly enough, this is what they do. And um, here is the official position of the Ukrainian foreign ministry about this whole situation. Again, you know, if, if I use very biased materials, I have to announce where they come from. So that is why I'm mentioning the, the, them so much. So here's a quote. quote. <clears throat> Russia has become a Russist Reich and bring, and bring misanthropic ideology and lies to the level of state policy. The procession of the Immortal Regiment is, the ana- is an analog of Nazi paraphernalia. Putin has gathered a lot of dead soldiers in Ukraine for a new immortal, immortal Regiment, over 24,000 dead in 2.5 months of the war. Putin's Immortal Regiment is a shameful page of modern Russia, which invades neighboring states in order to capture, kill, and destroy. The so-called march will be attended by small children, a primadel primad- primordially totalitarian element Just as in Nazi Germany Children and teenagers took part in events praising the Fuhrer Putin's Unarmia Which we have a whole episode about, mind you We really made one and it's a scary thing Is analog of Hitler's Hitler Youth And here I actually agree with you Because like I said, I made an episode on Unarmia Just look in my back catalogue I think it's called Unarmia even And um, These guys participate not only in processions But in the future they can be thrown to the front and like I said, in the Twitter, I also posted things where like a single school, like from, from one of the schools we got the pictures for, like, you know, uh, some teachers came to the classroom and said to the kids, if your parents will just throw together some money, we will make very patriotic pictures of you standing in front of a t- tank or a vehicle, and they just are pushing this very brutally. But continuing on with the Ukrainian foreign ministry's message to you. The symbol Z is an indicator of the neo-Nazi essence of Putin's Russia, like a Hitler's Germany. This sign is an analogue of the Nazi swastika, again something that I actually agree with, which would serve as a tool for rallying the Russians influenced by propaganda around the obviously criminal and misanthropic ideology of modern Russia. The march of the Immortal Regiment is an important element of propaganda widely practiced in the Russian Federation for the sake of creating a society that is not able to accept alternative ideas, just like in the Third Reich. Goebbels' propaganda penetrated the minds and souls of the Germans. Anti-Ukrainian anti-West- and anti-Western propaganda in the Russian Federation has reached such a level that the Russians, deprived of the opportunity to think critically, want only one thing-to destroy Ukraine, which supposedly threatens Russia. This is also completely true. I mean, I'm saying this because, yeah, I, I, I have to kind of tell you which things I agree with and which things I find kind of questionable. Putin's desire to march the immortal regiment in Europe is a shameful attempt to infect Western civilization with Russian Nazism. The actual genocide of Ukrainians on a national basis carried out by the Russian Nazis in Ukraine is similar to how German Nazis killed Jews during the Second World War. Here I have to say a thing. I don't believe that the Russians are doing this just like that. It's just that their soldiers are doing it, and I don't know what's going on there. Like, for one, there are mass murders. There are war crimes. I lost my cousin in one of those, okay? But an actual genocide... Ah, uh, it's a complex issue, but this is where I would be very careful. Okay, however, you know this is Foreign Ministry of Ukraine, and they wanted me to read this to you, and I am. I'm just adding the comment that I I believe that those are murders and those are war crimes and those are very very evil. But I just don't know how you know how they differentiate between Ukrainians and Russians because it's just it seems so bizarre to me. Maybe I haven't just thought about this so well. Look, I'm sorry. I'll just continue. The march of the immortal regiment in the EU is the first step towards bringing the Russian ideology to the West. Putin wants to create in Europe the effect of complicity in his criminal ideology. Continuing the war with Ukraine, Russia has no moral right to carry out such events because it behaves like a Nazi state killing civilians in order to please its furor, namely Putin. That is 100% true, though. That I can—that's—that's st- that's a statement that I can stand stand with. Today, the Russian Nazi army reproduces crimes against humanity in the war with Ukraine, hiding behind the memory of the Second World War. Also, a true statement. That is a phrase the author of which is often said to be Winston Churchill. Quote, Nazis of the future will call themselves anti-Nazis. Putin's Russia uses Nazi cliches and presents itself as a victim. Thus, the Kremlin justifies the invasion of Ukraine, which brought disaster and incalculable damage to the Ukrainian people. That's exactly what he does, though. Russian Nazism is an absolutely absolutely new phenomenon in international politics. Never before has the world faced such a hidden but obvious danger threatening to completely destroy the existing system of international relations. Russia develops among its people a desire to destroy everyone who expresses any alternative opinion about current events. The procession of the immortal regiment is an important element of psychotechnics, creating an illusion of importance and superiority in those participating. Uh, Guys from Foreign Ministry of Ukraine... How about you just give me the text in, in in like Russian and then I'll translate it to English cuz this one last thing uh psychotechnics not sure if that's a word definitely not a very often used used one but someone like overdid this one not not to say that you guys are bad not to say that however if you want to get your message across and you're going to be using this podcast which is known to be for you know known to be sarcastic and a bit weird at times and if you send me messages I will get those messages out, but you also are not immune to criticism, because you need to win this war, and we are on your side, so I want you to do your best job ever, and I hope that whomever is like listening to this from you guys, do a bit of better job, I'll help you. At any rate, continuing on, the indoctrination of the younger generation in Russia is analogous to the creation of the Nazi-Hitler youth sent by Hitler to die at the most hopeless stage of the Second World War. Russism is Putin's creation which surpassed the Nazi ideology of the Third Reich in terms of cynicism and universal evil. <sighs> I wouldn't say that Putin has come Hitler or is more evil than Hitler, but he can certainly be compared to Hitler. However, like I said, this was a message to you, my dear listeners, from the Ukrainian foreign ministry. They wanted me to read this, and I did. And uh, some things of it were good, some things... Yeah, Ukrainians... Well, you see, if you if you analyze this this thing from a more Western perspective, because I am Western to them, they they speak from their heart. They feel they feel very bad. And just if I read this and I haven't written it, then it sounds very dry and maybe pretentious in some points. But understand that this was probably written by someone else in Ukraine who spoke English and who's very passionate about passionate about all this situation. And I'll be still using them as a source, it's just that yeah, sometimes you also have to filter out a bit and comment on the sides, opinions of the side that you actually like, what, what they say. Because I don't want Ukraine to suddenly, you know, pop out and start spewing some really, really weird stuff. So, just so you know, I'm giving full accountancy here. Anyway, I'll wake up tomorrow morning and then probably we will see what has happened during this night. But for now, <laughs> nicht tovarychim happiness is mandatory, please consider supporting us on Patreon, patreon.com slash the eastern border, or just go to theeasternborder.lv and click the donate button there. Much appreciated. And also, remember to donate to Ukrainian charities, and specifically my favorite one uh, as of today is is comebackalive.ua. Also, we, um, we we're going to get a camera. We're going to do some bit of live streaming, maybe soon-ish, because we have a camera that's coming, coming to us from Hong Kong. And it's weird, but a company from there decided to send us a camera. So, um, I have to do some customs work. I'll do that on Monday, because, well, today's late Friday for me, tomorrow's going to be Saturday. Yeah, going to be a bit weird. But, I'll manage. but we're going to have a camera. We're going to do a little review on it, show you some things. The nice guys from the company actually conned us on Twitter, so I was happy about that. But yeah, thank you guys for all your support. And uh, as always, I try to be as honest to you as well I can, because just because the Ukrainian foreign ministry told me something doesn't mean I'm just going to blindly do what they say to me as well. До tvarish. Planning for your next trip?